0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight's KFFSC one-on-one. This has been a new adventure for your commissioner, and I think all of you can tell it's an adventure. We're getting better at it all the time. We've had some wonderful guests come on, and tonight's guest is really, uh, he is an unforgettable guy. Uh, you, do, you don't meet this individual and, and ever forget meeting him, and we're very, very fortunate to, to have him in our league. He began his play in 2016, so I, even I can do the math on that. Uh, four years of involvement with us, starting first online, uh, then showing up live, uh, first in Louisville, and we'll talk more about his live activities throughout the evening. Uh, he's uh, known to you uh, originally. Is all in the stats and a a most a fabulous team name last year, uh, balling while broke, and he took that team all the way to a fifth place finish in uh, last year's main event. So I'm very pleased to bring in Bobby Sangerman, the uh, the uh, pride and joy of uh, Coatesville, Pennsylvania. How are you tonight, brother?
1: Well. Thanks, Farrell. That was a mighty fine inter- introduction. Uh, very kind of you. Thank you.
0: Well, but it's all true. You know, you are an unforgettable guy, and that's the kind of people uh, that we like populating our drafts. I'll tell you something. I, uh, because the, the KFFSC was not your first foray into Kentucky to play fantasy football. You actually played mm-hmm. down in Bowling Green for your first play. <laughs> and I got a call, you know, a, uh, uh our great friend Justin McCord was playing down there. And he called and he said, you know, um, I, I ran into Bobby Sangerman. You're going to really look forward to meeting him. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed meeting him. So that's just another example of uh, what we're talking about. You know, Bobby, we're, we're 74 days to Cincinnati Live, August the 23rd. A few days later, 79 days away from the start of Louisville. Online drafts in the KFFSC main event were 59 days away since they start August 1st, and we are one day away from the Brave New World dynasty. You will be competing against uh, 11 other top players, three of which are rookies uh, to our KFFSC format. Um, Tell me a little bit about how you're getting ready for that draft as opposed to your redraft leagues.
1: Well, basically what I'll do tomorrow is print out, you know, I have a few different websites that I go to and just print out a dynasty rankings list and and go from there. I keep it simple.
0: Do you – so, you know, because I've never played dynasty, and it's real interesting because, you know, I'm an NFL player agent. Everybody likes to bet on how quickly I'm going to always bring that up in the podcast, but, you know – I bring it up tonight as a sort of a self indictment. So I'm always very interested in the rookie players. And I probably know more about the rookie players, especially this time of year than a lot of drafters do. And uh, I'm always trying to put them on my redraft teams when the home for them, obviously is the dynasty league. Um, so let's take a look at a guy. Let's take a look at a guy like uh, Joe Burrow, uh, is a player like that do you target some rookies that is a player like that going to shoot up your boards would he go naturally he's going to go higher in this format than he would a redraft league but is that the kind of player that means something to you do you have do you value rookies substantially in these drafts or are you trying to go out and win them now
1: well that's a good question i have a little bit of experience with uh you know, three onlines, the big Game Week Dynasty, the March Madness, and the Big right. Valentine. And I don't really know a whole lot about these rookies. I uh, base my information, I listen to about 10 hours of podcasts per day.
0: Isn't that great?
1: Over the last, uh, since I became a high stakes player. I started back in 1994. That's an interesting story, playing fantasy football. Well, tell us a little stakes. bit about
0: it. How'd you get started?
1: Well, I got started. It was funny. Um, you know, I'm an obsessive per- person by nature. Yeah. A very addictive personality. I had <laughs> some issues with various things in the past.
0: Uh huh.
1: So I came home. I was living with my mom at that time. I was back and forth from my mom up until I was 30. You know, she'd always take me back in. Love it. So, you know, I came back. I'll just say it. I was at an AA meeting. Yeah. I came back. You know, we were delivering some wood for my mom. You know, for the winter time. And and my, my brother and his friend Eric were downstairs and I said, Get your you know what out here and help me with this wood. What the heck are you doing in there all day? And it's a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I had no idea.
0: It's sacrilege to the fantasy yeah. player making them load wood on a Sunday.
1: Yeah, and then they come out and they're kind of a little bit mm-hmm. you know, a little bit take taken aback. So, you know, then, then I go back after we're done half an hour later or whatnot. Then I get in there, watch what they're doing. They're jumping off the couch there, you know, yeah, go, go, go. You it, stop, stop, you know, stop, 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 you know, and, and, and I got hooked.
0: Just automatically. It. Well, you know, back in 1994, play on you guys were unloading the wood uh, throughout your <laughs> tenure with us. You have, uh, as an old general manager, friend of mine would refer to you, you are sawing the wood. Let's, Let's look at – you you've always been a high-frequency player with us. More every year. This spring, checkered flags, uh, you have six of them. Run today, like five. You have – as far as the main event is concerned, uh, you have eight teams listed here, both in Louisville and Cincinnati. You're signed up for three of the four paybacks. You have not finished yet because the Sangerman name shows up in most places when it's a draft you yeah, a high frequency drafter, um, and you enjoy it. And I, and I am the same type of, of personality that you are. I probably don't bring the, the intensity, uh, to it that you do, but you and I are, uh, uh cut from the same cloth. Maybe that's one of the many things that I've, uh, appreciated for you. But when it comes to high frequency players, uh, your home in Pennsylvania, buddy. That's that's ground zero uh, for us, and it, it set a it set an example uh, for everybody around the league. Maybe that's what the boys from FPI are following. Uh, but tell me, last year, uh, you've you, you've had success every year. You're never satisfied with your success, but I've noted that you've had success every year. Your fifth place finish last year. Tell us a little bit about that team.
1: Well, I picked up Daniel Dimes, as I call him, and other people probably know Danny Dimes, before, <laughs> off the waiver wire, before the, uh, before the, you know, you couldn't pick anybody else up anymore. Yeah, I before close. You know, I saw them playing Washington Redskins in week 16. Mm-hmm. So it was about 25, somewhere like that after the averaging. And basically, Darius Slayton, I had him also. So I had the Danny Dimes and Darius Slayton stack.
0: A New York Giants stack. Oh, okay. The beleaguered Giants.
1: Yeah. If he And Daniel Jones gets five touchdowns. Darius Slayton exits in the first oh. quarter with an injury, returns in overtime after the party's over. And you would think he would, you know, maybe get, Something. you know, 80 yards, five catches, maybe two touchdowns, 25 points. And I could have been right there with, uh, you know my uh, my good friend. I hear on podcasts a lot, and hopefully to meet him this year, Mr. Chad. Trunk. Yeah, Chad. Uh, so, in a uh, in wanna...
0: frequent conversation. Chad will be uh, be coming in, and you know you're playing in three big paybacks, and so is he. And we only have one at a time, so you'll have a hundred percent chance of uh, of uh, competing directly with him in those drafts. So just like you did last year, you know everyone's. Oh it's going to be fun. Love competition. Love it, man. I love I love playing against the best. What that's why I love Kentucky. Well, I appreciate that. You know, Bobby, you you made the decision last year you you can't plan you know, you you can't plan for injuries. That's one of the worst things that I had yep. happen with me last year is my guys would get mm. hurt and getting hurt that's part of this game, but oh man, my guys would always get hurt in the first quarter. My goodness. That's <laughs> <You
1: know. laughs> uh, he showed up at the beginning of overtime after the five touchdowns were thrown.
0: You got to love that. It makes me think that player is, uh, that player is destined for really, really great things. You know, um,
1: but you know what, Farrell? The process was right. Yes. That's sir. What I'm yes. With the process.
0: That makes you feel very, very good about, uh, right. about what you're doing. You know, and, and now, how did you, um, How did you first, you know, you're one of those guys, I always love those guys that I've never met that that call me up or reach out with an email and say, I want to come and play. And I asked them, how did you find out about us? And I'll ask you in front of the listeners tonight, how did you discover the KFFSC? Well,
1: I was on the truck, the FedEx truck at that time. It was February 2016. Uh I don't remember the date. But, I don't know, Some something hit yeah. me on the road, you know, driving in. I said, I got to start listening to these podcasts. I, I, I want to become a high yeah. – I want to make this. You know, there's some money to be made here. So, I just turn on, you know, best fantasy football podcasts. And then, boom, this uh, fantasy football tactics yep. comes up. Yep. So, I'm hearing this. I'm saying, what the hell, this guy? This guy, Bobby Butterfield, you're saying, you know, you know, Bobby Butterfield, and this guy, this Southern twang comes <laughs> on there. I said, I got to, I got to find out a little bit more about this. So, you know, I love the Google. All you do is type into yeah. Google KFFFC. And, and that's how I, uh, basically what I'm doing here right now. And, and that's how I found out about the KFFFC. And, and now, you know, I'm getting better every year. I learn something every year, what to do, what not to do. And, um, yeah, that, that I was driving on the way to work. Oh, I that love was that. It. I was
0: well, you know, Bob Butterfield has been a great, great friend of the league, and uh, y- you know, he's uh, he's now living and working in Alabama, a Vermonter down in Alabama of all those things. But you know, he uh, he's making his plans to to join us for uh, for this fall, and he's just a very, very sweetheart, high energy high passion good to the core kind of guy which made us for the podcast we would have been we would have been too syrupy and too sweet to embrace anybody on the podcast so naturally that made me the black shirted bad guy and i would give bobby a little bit of a hard way to go and we'd laugh about it you know and 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 usually he would prove out to be right when I was uh, protesting at him, but it made people were interested in it. And they saw, well, there was a young guy out of Carolina that played with us one year and uh, he, he came in and, and he played and he said, I, I really enjoy the league. but Something, something's bothering me about it. And I thought he was going to have some arcane rule to talk about or something like that. He said, you know, you just really do beat Bobby up on the show and I don't think you ought to do that. I think you're going to hurt his feelings. I always share that with Butterfield, and he gets a big, big kick out of that. But having Bobby Butterfield in the room is a uh, is a big, big advantage. You see him last year when he shaved.
1: All I know is I can picture him right now in my mind's eye, just looking, you know, his arms uh, crossed, looking at me, looking at the draft board. He together.
0: came in. He came in last year with a clean shaven baby face after three years of beard. He, yeah, he took fifteen years <laughs> off his age just by shaving. I, you know, I wish I could. I wish I could make yeah. that move. Um,
1: and I'll tell you what, everybody, when you go there live, Farrell. Man, I tell you, it's a blast, man. It's better than.
0: <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad me. you're not drinking because I want you to remember it. There you go. Oh
1: yeah. There's no way the way I drank. Yeah. uh You don't know. I don't want to be drafted the way
0: I used to drink. <laughs> you know, the uh I was uh
1: I didn't drink for anything but a and bet.
0: The, there was a, a, a gentleman that uh has walked that path with you that was uh, out to dinner with us yeah. and some of the fantasy players one night. Yeah. And the guys were putting it away oh, yeah. pretty strong. And I turned to him and mm-hmm. said, Brother, that you know, these guys are really putting away that booze really good. And he looked at me and he said, Farrell. These guys are amateurs. So I kinda knew what he's talking about. I got a real kick out of that. I uh, the, uh get me drinking real quick
1: with the uh what did you call that league in the bluegrass state? The
0: uh Oh don't don't get me in trouble. No, uh the the, the okay, oh I I, trouble, I uh, teased well, Doctor Harwood once. I told I him it was the municipal league. It was the municipal league down yeah, there in, go. in, go. in
1: Man, keep, drinking whiskey, guys. keep drinking that whiskey, man. Value kept falling. Too. Val, you kept falling too.
0: Well, they do have the they keep do drink. have a bourbon sponsor down there, and I think he gives them a few bottles. And you know, there's some guys that like it even better and think it tastes best when it's free. So you know, uh, uh, it was great. Man. He, oh, now look, we yeah. had top five. You mentioned Chad Schroeder, our 17th champion last year. As we enter our 18th championship. Uh, this year, Chad played three or four main event teams. I couldn't look up the numbers. Drew Maselli, I think three main event teams last year. He finished fourth. Uh, Jim Cole was in the mix. Now Jim Cole's a high frequency player. You're a high frequency player. You know this is one thing I want to uh, reach out to all the listeners about, and anyone that's considering playing. Joe Stump and Chad Briggs, Bobby, they'll they'll have. Right now, Bobby, you got a guess for me?
1: No, I'm still. Oh, I I was
0: going to ask you to guess how many teams Stump and Briggs. I will. I will clear it up. They drafted one team, so you you don't have to play. We want you to play around the clock. We want you to play. Uh, just like Bobby Sangerman does. But uh, you don't have to to be successful, and you don't have to to challenge in this league. And Stump and Briggs, uh, this was their third year in the league. Their first year in the league, I realized once the event was over that I hadn't met them. And so I called them up. And I said, guys, I'm sorry that I didn't say hello. They said, oh, well, we drafted and we left. And I said, well, why in the hell didn't you come over and say hello? They said, well, you looked like you were busy. And I said, well, when do you think I'm not going to be busy uh, at, at this event? And, Bobby, we're going to be busier this year uh, than we've ever been before. We don't have the benefit of our uh, our lovely leaders from uh, Bellarmine, UofL, the, the cheerleaders, the dance teams, and we don't have the benefit of those. So uh, I'm going to get plenty of exercise throwing those stickers up on that board. You guys –
1: well, you get a lot of help too. Everybody, that everybody there. Helpful, I
0: appreciate you know, that brother. So let's talk a little strategy.
1: You ask anybody for help. I, right? I, yep.
0: You've played in all these formats. You've seen players come and go. I want to talk to you about value tonight. Uh, is there, right. is there any players that you're seeing that are just a consistent value? And I ask that question cause I go look at the boards and I say, Oh, that player's in the sixth round. I would like him there, but maybe in the other boards, he's a fourth rounder. Oh, this player's fallen all the way to the ninth round. Look at this value in quarterbacks. I'm beginning to see some values, but I'm not drafting like you are. Where are the values so far, Bob?
1: Well, you know, I have a particular, you know, I, I, I trust the market. I strictly draft by an ADP list and, I really don't like or dislike players. I like and dislike their ADP. So I can tell you right now, I don't have much of Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones. You know, I think they're going, they're going a little too high. Now they have dropped Uh over the last month or so. They were going consistently in the first round. So that definitely wasn't a value in my opinion with those running backs. And uh, it, so each each draft—that's kind of a hard question for me because each position, you know, I kind of well, let have me a ask you another. Strategy, you know that I draft since I strictly go by that ADP. Let me ask you another
0: the, the same different the same question, but in a little bit different way. Um, we are okay uh, doing all the the drafts now by the Zoom, uh, using the Zoom app to auction for draft Great. positions. How have you enjoyed that?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Now sometimes i i can't uh, I can't make it to the Zoom, but you know, Stacy, she just puts me in there. If you can't make it in, you get whatever yep. slots left for ten bucks. But what I like to do is, you know, I, I draft that many leagues. I like to, you know, be one, two, sure, three, four, mix four, it five, up. maybe, you know, 10, 11, 12, mix it up like that. Like I was uh, just doing some exposure tonight before, you know, before we got. So if you do.
0: Here. Everybody uh, everybody will agree that Christian McCaffrey is going to score more fantasy points at the oh. running back position than any other running back. Everybody will agree that. So let's put yeah. that by the side. So then you've got the second pick through about the sixth pick, and you got to get tempted to draft uh, wide receiver Michael Thomas. But if you don't and you look at the next five guys, aren't they pretty much predicted – to do the same as far as fantasy point production. So now when you when you say you don't love the player, you love the ADP, does it matter to you which one of those guys you're gonna pick? Do you just wanna get do you wanna get one of them on all different teams? So in other words, you've got Mixon somewhere, Elliot somewhere, yeah, Barkley we're, somewhere. We're
1: yeah, for risk management.
0: So if you, you have Barkley, if you so if you start with Barkley or you start with Ezekiel Elliott, do you then embrace your strategy of the stack just like you did late season with with bringing in the the quarterback Jones to go with Slayton? Do you begin to, do, do you begin to embrace the concept of stack based on who you get first? Does that kind of point you through some of the later rounds? Well, again, yep.
1: each draft is unique, and especially in Kentucky, you don't know what's going to happen. Sometimes, sometimes, um, yeah, you know, sometimes I'll go and, well, with the mm-hmm. three wide receivers start, you really have to be aware of the uh, receivers because it can become a Man, young Yeah, they can go quick. And quick.
0: when you're trying to build running backs, we were talking about that with Vince Staffelino a couple weeks ago. Vince spent his fifth-round pick on a running back. We said, Vince, you know, you're – you're uh, you got four running backs. Uh, you know, you're going to start the year with one of your yeah. top five players on the bench. Man, it didn't bother Vince, much. he knows how to play.
1: Well, let's take a look at the 1911 division here that yeah. I did, and I had the first pick. So that was the 1911 checker. Let me look at that draft board here. Right. So I started with Christian McCaffrey, and then I drafted we'll go, five go receivers in a through. row. Kenny Galladay, Calvin Ridley.
0: T. Oh man, that's a Hilton that's a great Diggs. lineup. Uh, who were your next two running backs?
1: Uh, Damian Williams, Alexander. Well, you know, Madison, if if the
0: holdout does come true, how uh, how prescient you would look uh, with your, your Alexander Madison Coleman's a player? I've always liked. You know,
1: I can tell you right now he was going ninth, tenth round over the last. Since that news came out, I've done a couple drafts. this Yeah, week, and he'll just continue
0: 7-12. to go higher. And I hope that, I hope that doesn't come to pass because I love watching Dalvin Cook yeah. play. You love drafting. You love drafting, and that's, uh, yeah. I'm, I was thinking about I love the you. Grind. Uh, I was thinking about you as. And I always go back to this story. I, either I don't tell it well or I'm the only one that gets amused by it. But we had a guy that said he was passionate about fantasy football. And Bobby, you don't remember it, but a long time ago, we had the draft in Louisville at a hotel ballroom. And this guy claimed, and he was a good player, and he claimed to be passionate about football. And we moved over to Indiana. And one of his excuses for dropping out of the league was that he didn't want to make the long drive from the city of Louisville to the casino, which is, you know, 15 miles at the best. So, um, I, I checked it today. You are 700 plus miles to Cincinnati. You drive in and draft, uh, you'll have, uh, uh, league member, uh, uh, league member, uh, uh, Bruce Abel, uh, traveling with you along with, uh, our muse and our savant of good times, uh, brother Tommy Sangerman. So you'll have seven hundred plus miles on the way to Cincinnati. Yes. Then you'll go home. Then Thursday, Thursday rolls we'll around home. again. You'll load up the car. What do you do then? Head to Louisville, right? So we're talking about there, there we're we talking go. about ten. Uh, no, we're talking about over eight days. You're going to log in efforts to participate down here somewhere in the neighborhood of 2800 to 3000 miles. You got to love uh Bobby Sangerman, man. That's that's uh that's quite a uh
1: and also if Richard Mallins is listening, I I put out an olive branch to him also. To I think I think Malins Rich is making plans
0: well. to to come. I think we've got a and you know you guys as players, okay. I want to point this out to you. Uh, You guys have done a very, very good job spreading the word, and and, and I I really appreciate that. Um, You know, you got here. We'll go ahead. know why that is? The
1: only reason we do that is for everybody that works there, man. You, Jesse... uh, Robbie. I'm not mentioning everybody. Kirby and Melissa yep. Barker. When we were at the other site, you know, messing around
0: with those everybody. Bids. Everybody you from know, that, you know, from players to, to 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 you know, there's so much contribution. You already mentioned Butterfield. There's been so many guys that have contributed to the podcast, and you know what the FFPC contributes to us, and Balky with the. Uh, uh, with his uh, high stakes fantasy football hour, bring us on there. It's it's been a real community, and it's it's great that you point that out. I was thinking about Kirby and Melissa today, and they you know they largely saved the league yeah. when our last year with our previous staff yeah. provider, you know, when those guys threw up yeah. their hands and provided us no customer service, and and, and Bobby and Melissa made all everybody the
1: difference. But you
0: nighters. know, you came down here, you started strong. Uh, you've played a great deal. you get return on investment every year, but you're doing better every year and i you know talk about, well, I, went the school, uh, I went to the school of Knox and i uh I'm in a situation where i've i've uh, took my lumps and I've learned something. I tend to think that Bobby Sangerman is to be uh is to be a bit feared this year because this is the year that I think you've learned a lot from winning. You had a very successful year last year. Your fifth place finish stands. What's changed about the way you play and what have you learned?
1: It's just, you know, from all this uh-huh. information. See, I'm a listener, Farrell. I don't, you know, I don't really like to talk a lot. Even, you know, I have to mention the AA again. I hate to do that, but, you know, I never really shared a lot in those meetings, but I listened. And that's what I do with these podcasts. I listen and things. I may only hear one or two things a day. And then when you listen to these high stakes players, Schroeder, Sousa, Hubbard, uh, all those people that uh, Eric, ba- Balky and Dave bring on. That's well, who I guys
0: have today. got the, the experience and, 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 and they, they, the they will give you the right lessons. And you're exactly right. You've got to be an active listener walk away from. But very good. Well, yeah. Uh...
1: Like uh, some lessons I learned from last year. Avoid those middle round tight ends in rounds four through nine. If you can't get a if you can't get a good one, those top three or four, I'm waiting. Don't draft uh-huh. handcuffs in those early rounds. Uh uh-uh. uh. Those darkens from
0: last year, those yeah. Justice
1: Hills before don't round like ten.
0: It. You don't stiffs. need it. don't like they're it. all stiff. Just a waste of effort.
1: And that's what I'm you know, at least you try, but sometimes you'll get caught up and I have to mm-hmm. keep – you know, i got to mm-hmm. keep, keep catching. And, and
0: sometimes you're sitting there, you've got three guys lined up yeah. and they go bang, 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 and then you say, okay, well, where's my fourth guy? You know, I have very – got to think on your feet. and I've very rarely seen, you know, guys that can think on their feet with multiple players. But then again, we've got guys that come and sit at the table, draft one and do one online. Those guys obviously – are dealing in a different level of competition than I am. Bobby, it has been a pleasure talking with you tonight. How's Tommy doing?
1: Love it, man. The family's doing great. Tommy, every time I talk to him, we talk about <laughs> every day. When are we going? Well, you know, when it has been great
0: that we've had something to look forward to. I'm seeing a lot of disappointment with people uh, around the country. Is it just not? a whole hell of a lot to look forward to. People haven't got to do what they want to do. I, I've got to do what I want to do, which is largely work and prepare for this event and other football-related activities. Uh, I know that you've been working uh, every day through all of this. But, you know, a, a lot of people haven't had that yes. um, have that ability. So we've got guys around the country that are looking forward to coming. We're going to have a great event for them. We, our slogan is that if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Bobby Sangerman is one of the best. We want to see you under our roof when he collects his trophy and you can compete with him. Bobby, thanks for coming on with me tonight. We'll be talking again later as the season develops.
1: Yes, thank you so much, Farrell. And um, all i got to say is everybody out there in podcast land. you We'll be waiting for
0: them when they do. Thanks, brother. Have a nice one.